Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, where adventure begins. Check out their website at gamersinlehigh.com. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. That's right. Woo! Hello. We're here for another year. Pump it up. Yay! Yes. Uh, so again, just a reminder: talk into the microphones, get really close and friendly. I'm, and, I've and, been practicing. Oh man, you're, and, you're and Zakora hitting, is going to be loud. You're, you're hitting like five lights. <laughs> I know. So That's exciting, awesome. guys. <laughs> so with that said, uh, you know, this is uh, welcome to Dungeon Scholars Radio. This is Revan. Uh, for, I can't hear a guy named Joe because his microphone's off. Because <laughs> it's totally a guy named Joe. Bam. And Zakora. And we're Drew. All right, so uh, we have a great show tonight. Uh, we have Andrew Parks from WizKids on the show. Gonna, I'm so excited. One of the lead designers <laughs> of D&D Attack Wing. I'm, oh, man. I mean, we saw this game at uh, Gen Con, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get near it. I mean, there was a line that snaked around the booth, down, and then out into the hallway. It oh, wow. was crazy. Everyone wanted this. Uh, so, But... Yeah, it actually, Andrew is uh, called in right now, so we're going to jump on this interview right now. Yes. We're not going to waste any time, because we are super excited to talk Yay. to him. So, uh, let me just activate the call now. Hello. Good mor- Hello. How are you? Hey, Hi. how are you doing there, guys? Pretty good. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, we really are excited about having you on tonight, because this is, I mean... I've been a fan of Hero Clicks, but this game, you know, I saw when X Wing came out, that was pretty cool. But this is dragons, and you guys have got frost giants and elves and hobgoblins, and it's just like, how can you not go right with this game? <laughs> it is that awesome. Yeah, we were we were so excited when we were asked to work on this project because, uh, you know, I've been playing D and D since I was like nine, so I played all the different editions, and I was so happy that we were going to be working on this because uh, just the idea of bringing over, you know, some of the stuff that we have learned from Star Trek Attack Wing over to D&D Attack Wing was like a dream come true. Well, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, props to you for playing D&D since 9 and admitting yeah. it. Yeah, you, you, uh, were a late, awesome. you were a late bloomer, huh? <laughs> a late bloomer. Uh, I think I was the late bloomer. I didn't play till I was 20. Oh, wow. But, you. I got you all beat. But, yeah, you yeah, just started you did, last yeah. week. So. But that was mainly because, <laughs> week. you know, parental pressure. And, and it's the devil. You know, no stuff way. Like that. D&D's, uh, I probably got in about 9, too. So yeah. it's a good age to let that imagination run wild. So now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I didn't say that we played correctly at the age of 9. <laughs> we just played at the age of 9. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure it went pretty much like the game I ran with my boys, where it's like, goblins, I charge in, and the goblins kill you because you made a lot of noise. Yep, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so was it wizards that approached you guys, or did you guys kind of hear that they were thinking about this, and then you went to them, or how did this whole idea come about? Um, I'm not. I wasn't involved in that part of the process. Okay. So I, uh, uh, my company, Quixotic Games, was asked by WizKids to uh, to design the game for them, um, and I have had a long, great history with WizKids. Um, we designed a bunch of games for them over the years, uh, including their Hunger Games uh, titles and, uh, of course, Star Trek Attack Wing. So, when, by the time I came onto the scene and was asked to Designed the game, um, you know, Wizards of the Coast and WizKids, I guess, already had that relationship established. So when they came okay. to me, it was it was the good part. It was, you know, hey, do <laughs> you want to design this game? And we were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is that even a question? No. no yeah. <laughs> so what made you decide to add in the ground components? Because, you know, in Attack Wing, it's, you know, it's all with uh, Star Trek. It's all, up, you know, it's the spaceships and that. You know, and I know coming to this, you got the dragons, but what made you decide to add in the ground units as well? This was uh, actually something that was important to WizKids from the very beginning. They uh, okay. they asked us to make sure that was going to be a part of the game, and because they wanted to have a sense that this was going to feel different than other Attack Wing games, the the uh, the, the the sort of the threading of the needle for this was to make sure that the game would be accessible to people who had played the other Attack Wing games and yet would have enough new components that it wouldn't feel like a pasted-on theme. And because we had that opportunity for having ground units going against air, we knew that it could be, yeah, you know, dragons fighting each other is exciting, but the worlds of Dungeons & Dragons and the Forgotten Realms in particular are so vast and they have so much wonderful material to draw from, it was really a question of why wouldn't we want to add in the rest of the world of D&D and it would allow us to bring in so many different elements and the challenge of having, you know, a a little elven spellcaster shooting fireballs up into the air, it was just just too much for us to resist and we were very excited that that was one of the focuses that WizKids asked us to implement. Nice. I, I have to say, the the uh, the figures are pretty amazing looking. Yeah. I mean, you look yeah, at the dragon, and they're, they're, you're right, they're beautiful. And then even the smaller units, you know, because you know there there are times when you get those smaller figurines that they don't look as well painted. But I mean, these look pretty amazing. I mean, the detail in them is just astounding. And then. When I saw that frost giant, I got giddy. I'll admit, I'll, I'll say that right now. I mean, the frost you got giant the is, is my favorite. Is definitely my favorite figure. And you know, we were basically play testing this game for a year without any figures. So for when we get the, when we get our copies of the game, we put the figures out and we're like, yeah, this is awesome because we've been <laughs> playing with just the bases. Because all you really need, of course. Um, from a mechanical perspective, are the bases. So we sort yeah. of, you know, lost sight of how much more fun it would be to play the game 
with the actual figures and and you know we didn't even have the pegs so we had to sort of remember which guys were up in the air and which guys weren't up in the air when we were play testing all the time um hmm. so for us the added pleasure of adding the figures has been uh has been really exciting now that the game is released nice so well, i'm going to throw this question out for those that haven't played the game yet how do the ground units interact with the air units because you know of course if you're shooting arrows up at a dragon flying, you're going to miss. So how does that work in the game? Well, one of the first things we had to figure out was um, what would be the sorts of limitations that you would have being on the ground versus being in the air. And one of the biggest things that was natural, that, that was is such a feature of Dungeons & Dragons, is the difference between a melee attack and a ranged attack. So therefore, in our game... Ranged weapons can strike uh, back and forth from air to ground, but uh, in order to make a melee attack when you're on the ground against someone in the air, that person would have to specify that they were swooping, which is the term that we came up with. And a swooping creature can attack and be attacked in, with melee attacks from, from folks on the ground. So therefore that creates a dynamic where you have to sometimes figure out strategically, if you're a dragon, do I want to swoop down to bite that giant, knowing that I'm opening myself up to his frost battle axe, or do I stay up in the air and maybe cast a spell or use my breath weapon, uh, in which case he can still throw a rock at me, then I avoid, you know, his might be his more powerful melee attack. So that was one of the first things we came up with, was adding that strategy and then furthermore, allowing the flying creatures to be able to land so that they can turn around more easily. Um, so therefore, the dragons sometimes have trouble turning around, especially the really big ones. But so yeah. then they have to land, but they do so at the peril of being attacked by these guys on the ground who might have really superior melee attacks. Yeah, that's one thing I did like. Um, the dragons had two different kind of flight pattern or pattern right. cards for air and ground so that you could see the difference in movement. Mm -hmm. um, and I do really like the fact that you guys brought this spellcasting element to dragons. I mean, that's really cool. And how you guys did spellcasting uh, is... I, it just makes this game even more fun because, you know, normally when you got figures, you know, it's just duking it out. But now you can throw spells, which is just... Wow. I don't know, man. He had me at, at swooping. I, I swooping? Just, I want to play a dragon so I can go and be like, swoop, I'm there swooping. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Yeah, the, uh, I'm, I'm adding the, the spells in. Yeah, adding the spells in was definitely um, a fun part of the game. And dragons, of course, in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, they're not just big, brutish creatures. In fact, they're they're really some of the most intelligent creatures in Dungeons & Dragons. So therefore, having them be able to cast spells, and when a dragon casts a spell, it's a little bit different than when someone else casts a spell, because they may have certain, like casting a haste spell on a dragon can be really powerful. Um, but, th but then again, um, there might be a spellcaster on the ground that can carry a lot more spells, so they can have much more of an arsenal of spellcasting. So they'll have more of that quantity, whereas the dragon has to be a little bit more choosy with which spells that they're going to include. That makes I, a lot of sense. I it can't does. wait to play this game. Oh. <laughs> hey, so I have a question for some of our listeners that may have not ever played uh, some of the other variations, um, the Star Trek 
version, for instance, can you explain to them the basics of the game, like where, you know, what type of gameplay, I, I don't know, just like an overview of someone that's never heard of it before. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the attack wing system basically has three parts to it. The first part is that every single creature has this little round maneuver dial. And so uh, you take that maneuver dial for that creature and you select secretly, because it's a little dial, you select secretly what that creature is going to do, and then you place the dial face down in the play area next to the creature. And there's no board. Um, You're just playing on a three-foot-by-three-foot space on the table. Um, So there's no grid or anything like that. So you put, everybody puts their dial down, and that's the first part, and everybody does that at the same time. Then the second part is one by one in, in level order, so the lower level uh, creatures move first. You flip the dial over, reveal the maneuver, and then you take this cardboard template. And this card, since you don't have a game board or spaces, this template fits snugly into the front of the base of the creature. And... Then you pick up the creature and you put them on the other side of that template to simulate that they have moved forward. Maybe they've banked forward or they've done a hard turn or they've just gone straight or maybe they even did a loop-to-loop, which we call a wing-over. So that's the second part. Everybody executes their maneuvers and they perform some sort of a a non-combat-related action like maybe targeting an enemy or casting a buff on yourself, for example. And then the third combat and each creature, one by one, attacks the other creatures that are in their arc. And on the base that the creature is resting on, there's this 90-degree wedge in the front. And dragons actually have a wedge in the back to represent their tails. And so you choose someone who's within range and is inside your arc. You roll your attack dice, they roll their defense dice, and you're trying to do damage. If you do enough damage, then you eliminate that model. Okay, great. So how how does one win this game? Kill everyone. By killing everyone. <laughs> well, that's the basic way to play. <laughs> it's a death match. You basically play until, you know, the opponent has no creatures left. However, there's also lots of scenarios. Each of the uh, adventures in Wave 1 and in many of the subsequent waves, uh, they all have these little adventure booklets. So it comes with a different way to play the game, sometimes with different winning conditions. Um, and it, that adds a lot of fun for people who don't want to just play a death match. They want to have some sort of an objective. Like in one of them, the Hobgoblin troop is trying to push this heavy armored wagon up a hill in the desert while other people are trying to steal the contents of the wagon from them. So that gives you sort of that Dungeons and Dragons feel because D&D isn't just about combat. D&D, of course, the reason why it was so exciting for people when it first came out was that it's not just a simulation of combat, but it's a simulation of interacting different mm-hmm. creatures and different people in different ways. Um, so that's, so those may have different ways of winning. Uh, and then there are, of course, organized play scenarios And those also open up lots of different ways to score points um, in addition to eliminating your opponents. Okay. Yeah, that makes me... I'm happy to hear that there's a little bit of an interactive role-playing part of it because when I think of D&D, 
that's what I want to hear. I don't want to. I'm more of a role play type of a person. So, um, uh-huh. what age group uh, do you target for this game? I think the general age group is is ten and up. I'm not sure actually what the official. Um, actually, if I look at my box, I can tell you. <laughs> I think it actually says officially ages ages fourteen and up. And I think that's okay. because, you know, the rules are of a certain complexity to learn on your own. However, I don't think that most kids who play with their parents would have trouble learning the game uh, if they were much younger than that. I've certainly seen a lot of blog posts um, throughout the Internet of people playing with their 8- and 9-year-olds, you know, um, mm-hmm. because the parents are helping them learn the rules and they're having a great time together. So I would say 10 and up. You know, if if an adult is involved, it should be no problem. Otherwise, the official age is fourteen and up. Okay, are these figures sturdy? Because I have four. No, they, and, I have a yeah. four and a six-year-old. I wouldn't give them to your four and six-year-old. <laughs> okay. well, right, they're definitely they're not happen. meant. They're definitely not meant for four and six-year-olds. I would say okay. they are pretty sturdy, though. I mean, you know, they have some give. Like if you move the wings, they're not going to snap or anything like that. In fact, you know, some mm-hmm. people have different methods of reshaping the wings. They use hot water and so on. Um, so the wings definitely have some give to them, and they, the, the creatures are definitely not brittle in any way. Um, that said, I certainly could not recommend, you know, giving it to small children because it's definitely <laughs> not intended to be a little kid's toy. Yeah, I mean, I played uh, with my two boys. I, okay. With it and they, they loved it, yeah. you know dragon smashing into each other and <laughs> blowing breath weapons and clawing at each other they I, were in. I probably wouldn't willingly give them to my but four year old. As but. far as <laughs> I, yeah, I mean as far as that I wouldn't trust you know, with my six year or mm-hmm. seven, I wouldn't let him play because he just yeah. yeah. Don't don't give it to me no. either. I may try to eat it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dear. But you know, the the bases are really are solid. They're pretty cool. You know, the figurines are really well done. I mean mm-hmm. um the only thing is kind of the little pegs and that's where it could break yeah. at least in my opinion but even then the, these are a lot uh, more well designed than what you'd see in like maybe X-Wing mm-hmm. those were a lot thinner these They're ones were actually smaller. were pretty thick in my opinion and could withstand a lot of punishment so on that on that same note um, so what went into the design concepts I mean why like why I guess these specific dragons this you know this kind of giant these, you know, elven archers and things like that, when there are, I mean, I guess there are, I guess there are, there are other, I guess, iconic elements to Dungeons and Dragons. What made you decide on these specific ones? Well, we worked, you know, closely with WizKids, um, and, and they let us know, um, you know, initially which figures that they suggested, but they definitely were keen to hear our feedback on, the assortment of the different types of dragons. I know for the starter set, uh, I know it was because um, Star Trek Attack Wing had three different ships, and we made sure that the three ships all had different ways of playing, and I knew that made the game fun to play right from the beginning. Because even though there's lots of expansions that you can buy for this game, we knew it was very important that people have a great time just buying the starter set right out and playing. And we knew... Uh, that each dragon had to feel different from the others. So we have yeah. the classic red dragon, who's the big bruiser, kind of reckless, goes in there, tries to blast away, actually hopes he takes a little bit of damage because when he gets pissed off, he gets tougher. Um, nice. And then you have yeah. the blue dragon. Yeah, he gets. He, you don't want to mess with this guy after he's taken a few hits. 
Um, <laughs> so the, the the blue dragon is more of the sniper type, kind of the long range, but can get in and scrap when needed. And the copper dragon is more of the subtle trickster, kind of moving around, darting in and out, very difficult to hit. Doesn't hit as hard in return, but perhaps can hit many more times because it's able to fly fast and 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 is very agile. Um, and then for the rest of Wave 1, we knew that we didn't, you know, we really wanted to have this wide variety of creatures. So we have a wraith to represent the undead contingent, Lord Max, who is definitely one of the most feared and at the moment the most expensive figure to play in the game. Not expensive financially, uh, expensive point-wise in order to play. Um, and then we have, of course, the giant hurling rocks, and we have the little wizard casting spells, uh, the green dragon, and, the, and we have elven and hobgoblin troops. So we really wanted you in Wave 1 to have a sense that, man, every single one of these figures plays differently, and yet each is a viable way to play the game and to win. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you you mentioned that this is what's going to be hap- This is you know this is wave one we're talking about. Can you give us maybe a sneak peek about the what's coming up in the next wave? Are there are we going to see some like iconic uh, iconic characters, or are we going to see some maybe um, or how, I guess how is the variety going to expand into wave two? I think what Joe well, is really wave asking. Two, is, uh, yeah, wave two Joe's has th- released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And uh, there was a black shadow dragon, so that was definitely a different type of dragon because this dragon, actually the figure is really cool because it's translucent, so if you hold it up to light, you can see through it um, oh, because it's yeah. uh, a shadow dragon. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. very, very subtle and sneaky and casts darkness spells in order to hide from other people. Uh, there's Man, an I got to spend more money now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are beautiful looking. Um, there's an angel, a Movanic Diva angel, uh, who has a big holy warhammer that if you're evil and that warhammer connects, you're going to be in a world of pain. Um, and there were the Aarakocra troop, which are these, uh, D&D has this sort of bird folk. They're sort of humanoid birds, and they fly around in formation. So they're a troop that actually flies. And, uh, and so we have, as future waves go on, we have giants, gargoyles. There's always a dragon. There's usually a dragon in every single wave. Um, and you asked about iconic characters, and perhaps the most iconic character in all of the Forgotten Realms is coming out in Wave 5, which should release in March, and that's the Drow-Elf Ranger, Drizzt, Dewart. Yay! Um, you know, he, he's, he is definitely a butt-kicker in this game. You definitely that's want to be playing so with him. He has awful. all of his... He has his different famous equipment, so he has his, he has his little figurine of wondrous power which is his Astral Panther. He has so many really awesome things from the books that people are going to be so excited when that expansion comes out. You want to know what? You've just made me a lot poorer this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Re- redo I'm not really that sorry. But. I know you're not. And, and I'm not either, but it's like, oh because I, I just pulled up. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I'm looking at these images. These, I mean, I'm just going to show these guys. These are those Bird creatures you're yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, that just oh, wow. looks awesome. Let alone a you, shadow dragon. I'm sold on that you one. You and Mrs. Revan are going to have to redo the budget, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Crazy. But, um, you know, this is an exciting game. I mean, uh, miniature games, you know, I've never been a big fan of. You know, Warhammer, all that. It's you like, no. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to even sink my money into that. But, oh my gosh, I'm just like I get excited every time I see these figures. I mean, they're so cute. Like the Tiamat and the Bahamut figures. Oh my and gosh, cool. they're amazing. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're of course going to be in the game uh, over the course of, of 2015, uh, and they're you know they were quite a challenge for us to design because we had to make sure that they could fit into the game and still be fun and yet not dominate the game. So they're pretty expensive point wise to enter, and they're gigantic. They're on a huge base, um, larger than the normal dragon bases. So when they when they're on the table, they are on the table. You are you're not going to miss them. Um, it's like so you get, they're, you get they're very Tiamat. exciting and scary. It's like you get you gotta have that oh, battle against Tiamat. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you get you get Tiamat and one hobgoblin, and that's your army. Well, right? if, if, okay, let's face it. If you've got a dragon god on your uh, table, yeah, you don't really it better be expensive point wise. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's quite expensive, and yeah, certainly a standard battle in the game right now is 120 points, and with either Tiamat or Bahamut you could definitely fill them out with 120 points by themselves. No problem. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Now, are we going to see any more uh, metallic dragons? Because right now the, the copper dragon's really the only one out, right? Or am I wrong? You're correct. The only one that's out right now is the copper. So good, as some people have said, good is definitely uh, is definitely on the downside as far as total points that are released. But that is going to change very soon. Um, well, one good thing was that in Wave 2, the Arakakra and the Diva Angel are both good. So that was helpful. But okay. the, probably, and this is a little bit of a spoiler for your show here, uh, I'm going to let you know that the Silver Dragon that's coming out this month Ooh. is, I believe, the, will, will defeat uh, Max for being the most expensive point-wise creature in the game. She is... Ex- and actually, I'm revealing that she's female, so this is another little yeah. spoiler. <laughs> she, uh, she is very powerful. She's the highest level creature in the game so far, and she is definitely going to bring balance to the good side uh, in D&D Attack Wing. She is very, very much a force to, to be reckoned with. Um, and she has some very, very unusual spells the like of which will have effects that you would not expect to have in this kind of a game. So you just that's going to be a very, so very happy. <laughs> you, heard, you heard it here first. You just, I mean, you just made me so happy. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Silver Dragons. You know, and to hear yeah, that the you're Silver Dragons that are among the toughest. Not quite as tough as the gold, but, but second no. place, for sure. Well, I mean, just saying that you're putting it above the golds, I'm just like, I'm just like oh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it tickled my funny bone. Because I love the Silver Dragons. They're one of my favorites out of the Metallics. And to hear that, oh, man. I'm buying yeah, that she is definitely, she's, I mean, she's she's a cumbersome mover. I mean, she doesn't, because she, this is going to be an ancient dragon, which is another nice little spoiler. Oh, um, the Silver better. is an ancient. It is the first uh, in the regular releases that we have of an ancient dragon. We have some ancient dragons that were released as prize figures. Um, but yeah. this will be the first on the regular releases that's ancient. So she's she's not a graceful flyer by any means. Um, but I will give you yet another little teaser and say that she Hi. has a spell that will help her move on the battlefield in a way that doesn't require legs or wings. And I'll just say that much. <laughs> Ooh. So that it might sounds... make up for her lack of grace <laughs> in the air and on the ground. 
I don't care. She's an ancient dragon. She's going to obliterate crap <laughs> everywhere. Soul. <laughs> so, um, will we also be expecting some more um, some more gameplay scenarios to increase our interactivity with the uh, with the game itself? Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, each each of these waves coming out has scenarios in them. Um, we spent a lot of time on the scenarios. My co-designer, Manny O'Donnell, um, his main focus in the game is on creating these scenarios. And he's always coming up with something new and unusual and a different way, not only to approach this game, but even to approach the way we did scenarios in other games, such as Star Trek Attack Wing. Um, so those scenarios will keep coming out, and you'll, you know, you'll be opening up your packs, and, and you'll be finding different ways to play. Many of the uh, interesting things about the scenarios that come in the expansion packs is that many of them come with little terrain tokens. So you can um, set up, you know, different battles, and then you can make your own scenarios using those tokens because now you have the rules for how those tokens work. Your own, you know, your limits are your own imagination. So you can then take stuff like there's a castle that came out in Wave 1, some castle walls. You can combine that with stuff from the other waves. Um, so there's going to be a lot of really neat little terrain tokens, um, especially in these earlier waves, that are going to help fill out all the different things you could want to do in our adventures and in your own adventures. Wow. Sounds so exciting. I'm just sitting here thinking, okay, when am I going to get to play this? This is definitely one of those games. I've, I've had the, the uh, privilege of working on many different games and many different licenses but it's it's no secret that this is one of the ones that we were the most excited about. We get just as giddy as you guys are when we're talking about it. This is you know this game received a lot of TLC from my design team, my my co-designer Manny, and we have I have a bunch of developers that help me all the time. They really have just poured everything in over the past year uh, into this game. And of course, every month we're designing expansions for the future. Every month we're designing three expansions. So we're oh, wow. continuously working on the game. Yowza. So <laughs> that actually leads into a question then. Is that um, is that pretty much all you have on your plate then um, at Quixotic Games? Or, I mean, have they pretty much booked up your calendar for development? Or are you still finding time to work on other projects as well? At the moment, this is definitely taking up my dance card for the most part, no question. <laughs> Um, and, and I've also worked on some other projects for WizKids at the same time. Actually, we have um, an X-Men game, which is coming out in March, which was a very interesting project uh, because it was based upon the mechanics for a Spartacus game, based upon the, the television series Spartacus. We had to take the engine from the Spartacus game and um, have it work for the X-Men universe in a very different way. So instead of just going into a gladiatorial arena, we have mutants who are going on missions uh, together. So that was that was a very interesting... I'm a big Marvel Comics fan, um, so I was very excited to work on that. And then there's another project, which I can't talk about right now, but there's another project for WizKids, which we're working on concurrently with working on D&D Attack Wings. So this is kind of like pretty much how I, you know, what I do when I'm not sleeping or eating or, you know, <laughs> taking care of my kids. <laughs> I, I, I just want to make a comment. You mentioned 
X Men game, and everyone's head just like popped up. <laughs> and then you mentioned Spartacus, and it happened again. <laughs> yeah, it's called no, X Men awesome. Mutant Revolution. If you look online, you'll see um, there's been a press release released about it, and there's there's an entry at BoardGameGeek.com for it. But there hasn't been much information released yet, and I'm sure that there'll yeah. be more coming out as we get closer to March. Well, nice. Uh, definitely. We need to have you come back on. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, want to hear more about yeah, no, I'd love to. As well as you know, if when you, more expansions are coming out or th- that other side project with D and D Wing, you know, let's have you come back on. I mean, yeah, this is really a fun game, and this is something that you can play your, with your kids. This is something you can play with your buddies at, and still kind of get that giddy, hey, I'm playing D and D type feel, but I'm not really immersing myself so much as jumping into a full role-playing game, but you can still have that fun. Uh, so you guys have done yeah, a great job. Sure. I just want to give you props. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, and definitely credit goes to my co-designer, Manny O'Donnell, as well, who's been such an integral part of the whole process, as well as the whole Quixotic team. They've really, really put everything into this. So, Wow. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys have, you have outdone yourself. You guys hit a home run on this. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah like, thank you guys simple. so much. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, I, I played the Star Trek Attack Wing. I played X-Wing. And those are fun, but it kind of, you know, uh, I can't admit that I put it on the shelf and it sat there. But I'm sitting there and I, I see these dragons. I'm like, oh, I got to play. You know, and then I pull it out and I play again. I, I don't get that that cool draw like I do with the Star Trek and the and the Star Wars. I, and I know you guys don't do the Star Wars one, but you know I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I still I look at those. And I'm like, I don't want to play with those. I want them. They'll stay on the shelf, okay. But then I'm like, I don't want to play with those dragons. But I want to play with dragons. <laughs> Who doesn't want to play with so dragons? I, I pull them down, and I'm, I'm I'm running through a scenario. I'm playing with my kids. Uh, seriously, if you guys oh, want to play, let's, to let's do something. So it, it's really it's addictive. It it it's geek crack. Seriously, <laughs> that's what this game almost feels like to me. Because every time I play it, it's a different game, mm-hmm. and that's the the really fun part about this. It's not you're not doing the same moves over and over. If you're playing against someone, you can be playing against the same person, and their flight patterns are completely different, or their tactics mm-hmm. is different. And I love that about this the, these games, and especially this one is it's always a new game right out of the box, which is awesome. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So where can our listeners go to to find out more um, about when you'll be releasing expansions and um, anything else that you're working on? Well, the uh, the WizKids website, I think it's WizKidsGames.com, uh, definitely is the place to go to get particularly information about being involved with the organized play. Um, because that's one of the big features of the game is that we have these tournaments that come out, a new one every single month. Um, and uh, on Board Game Geek, definitely, there's a list of all of the different expansions that are coming out, and people discuss them there. Uh, I have my website, too, um, which discusses all the different games that, you know, that, that I'm working on all the time, and that's quixoticgames.com. Uh, and we have a Facebook page as well. So we usually, as, as we find reviews and things like that for the games, we usually post them on our Facebook page. And I know that WizKids does the same on their Facebook page. They're always posting uh, things that they find on the Internet that talk about all of their different games. So that should definitely get people started. And, 
and then hopefully, you know, if they pick up a starter set, then they'll, you know, they'll have fun with that and, and decide if they want to get more expansions. You know, one of the one of the biggest challenges we've had with creating the expansions uh, beyond Wave One was simply to continue that same feeling that every single critter fights differently than the others, so that it's not just oh, this is just another dragon who fights like the other dragons. All mm-hmm. of the dragons feel different from each other. Um, and, and in addition to the other creatures all feeling different. So that when you, as you said, when you play the game over and over again, it feels different based upon people's tactics. But then as they put together a legion of these three creatures as opposed to these two and that other creature, that should also change everybody's strategy. So that's that's been sort of at the heart of what we do every single month. Well, right now, we're working on Wave 9, if you can believe it, in our design wow. studio here. So Wave 3 is releasing this month, but we're actually we're up onto Wave 9 already. So we're going nonstop. Wow. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I want Sam. No. <laughs> no more dragons. Oh, wow. Wave 9, I can only imagine everything that's coming out. Oh. When, so when's the Tarrasque coming out? Nah, I don't want a Tarrasque. I want dragons. <laughs> it's, it would be hard to, I'm not you know, we definitely I uh, don't have any design plans right now for a Tarrasque I'm not saying that it will never happen one of the challenges though with something like a Tarrasque is every creature really needs to either fly or have a ranged attack um, yeah. if not they could get sort of caught on the ground um, getting getting shot from the air so that, that's I think one of the problems with the Tarrasque as awesome as a Tarrasque is it doesn't shoot anything yeah. you know, maybe put little goblins on the back with it's pretty much like Godzilla without the cool breath weapon. Yeah, I mean he doesn't yeah, do exactly. much but breaks things, damages stuff. So, uh, yeah. let alone he can't die and you have to use a wish spell and all that other craziness. But yeah, not as cool as a giant yeah. ancient silver dragon that just wipes and kicks butt. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, cool. so let's. Let's suppose then you had like a you know a completely free schedule you know you got you know wave nine and Teen. ten yeah nineteen finished and stuff what sort of, what would be like the sort of dream project that you would have lined up for yourself? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, you know there are uh, there are other licenses that I would love to work on one day as well. And, you know, I sort of have a bucket list of my favorite licenses. And I've been so, you know, I feel sort of selfish mentioning other licenses just because, uh, you know, I've had, I've had the opportunity to work on so many of my favorites, including Star Trek, Dungeons and Dragons, and, and so many others. Um, and, and Marvel Comics was definitely high on the bucket list. So, therefore, being able to do the X-Men game was very, very exciting. Uh, I'd love to do a Lord of the Rings game one day. I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd, um, and I haven't had the opportunity to work on Lord of the Rings. And a Star Wars game one day would be fun to work on because I'm a big Star Wars fan as well. So those are those are two of the licenses I would love to work on. Um, and non-licensed things, I also work on games that aren't that aren't involved with licenses as well. Um, and there's a couple of projects that uh, I've been uh, starting to kind of toy with a little bit, you know, thinking about when I have more time one day. Um, so I'm hoping we we actually published a game ourselves, Quixotic Games published a game um, through Kickstarter um, in 2013 called Canterbury. Uh, and there's another project 
which I can't really talk about now, but there's another one that's kind of on the horizon that we're starting to talk about working on um, in the future. Great. We'd love to have you back for that, too, so that we can... <laughs> more and more... Yeah, stuff. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll keep, come on any time, wow. absolutely. Yeah, just shoot shoot me an email when stuff is, is, is you're available to talk about. We'd love to have you on. I mean, gaming is kind of our bread and butter with our show, and so this is, like, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and we'd love Excellent. to talk about this stuff, and these are the type of games we love. I mean, so, you know, just let us... Shoot me an email. You got my email address, and then we'll be more than happy to schedule time to bring you back on. And... Yeah. Uh, I just... Again, you nailed it out of the park with this one. It's awesome. Thank you. Congrats Thank you to you, so and, so you know, and your co-creator. It. It's uh, it's just lots of fun. For those of our listeners that have not picked it up, go out and pick up a copy. It, it's 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 phenomenal. It re- really is one of those games that you can have fun playing with your kids or your buddies. Mm-hmm. It really is. So cool. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. No, yeah, thank, thank you. You. Yeah. you know, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Uh, you guys have any last minute questions or last round questions? Um, what I guess I, I'm kind of curious about this one is I guess what has been your favorite one so far? That was going to be my favorite creature. Oh, good job, yep. high five, too. Nice. <laughs> oh, my favorite creatures that we've worked on so far. Wow, that's a good yep. question. You know, I can I can let you know just from the thematics of creating the character. In and this is a. Uh, announced that this character's coming. I can't tell you anything else about him. But uh, in Wave 6, there's a dwarf fighter coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do with this dwarf fighter? He's going to be standing in this battlefield filled with all these gigantic creatures. And I said, is he just going to be like a support character that's going to kind of come in? And I was like, no, 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 no. This is a dwarf fighter. So it was my challenge with this particular guy to have him come onto the battlefield, the smallest thing on the battlefield, and be a total ass kicker. So <laughs> he has awesome. all kinds of... He is. He can actually hold more equipment than any other character in the game because oh, he's a dwarf, and that makes sense. And yeah. he, he can just completely be decked out with special shields and hammers and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and that when this little guy is running around on the battlefield, even your big silver dragon is going to quake with fear. So oh, he's going to be wave six. <laughs> He's going to be wave six, a little dwarf fighter guy. So look out for him. Nice. Yeah, definitely. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, wow. Congrats on that. Uh, Thanks. Yes. the fu- That bone just got tickled again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Giant silver dragon and a dwarf fighter that totally wipes the field. I mean, wow. Yep. Congrats. That's All right. Exciting. Cool. Well, no, thank you again, Andrew, for coming on the show this Thank evening. you guys so much for inviting really, me. Really appreciate it. Um, and you know, if, if there's any more you can tell us, or if you know, on the next couple of waves that are coming out, if you want to come on the show, we'll be more than happy to bring you on. Yep. Uh, just this is just really exciting. This, we love this stuff. So cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe after wave five, when Drizzt comes out, we can uh, we can get together and yeah. talk again. Oh yeah. That would work. That'd be awesome. Maybe we could sync that up with another. Oh, uh, sync that up with Bob as well? Yeah, maybe yeah. we could get Bob on the show, too. <laughs> have a have a, a double interview going or on. Or just do Bob the week before. I don't know. Cool. Well, thank you so much uh, again, and uh, have a thank great you evening. Guys. And you we'll too. talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Just just so as a, as a wrap-up there, uh, that is D&D Attack Wing. You that, can check it out at yeah. WizKidsGames.com. Right? Parks, uh, one of the, code is, uh, the lead designers yep. of this game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to go amazing. broke this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just 
these figures are awesome. I mean, the Shadow Dragon looks cool. I, I could care less about the the bird person and the angel, but the dragons are awesome. What the angel? What? Yeah, the astro, it's the astral diva, dude. It's pretty. Sweet. I'm, I'm all about cool. angels. Gooder than good. I, don't, I, don't I know. That's a turn. I want the, 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 the ancient silver of justice. I know, but the ancient silver dragon. Is, oh <laughs> man, I don't care how big that thing is, or how many points it's going to cost me. Exciting. It's going to be in my 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 army. So, uh, really great game. Uh, again, I can't tell our listeners, how much one of those games that you can play with your kids or play with your buddies. It's it's really simple. And even if you don't play with all the expanded rules, like the magic and the ground rules, just having dragons flying through and clashing, yeah, it the, is awesome. The core concept of the, of the game. Yeah, I mean, well, like in, uh, so kind of moving, you know, with uh, Star Trek Attack Wing and, you know, even Star Wars X-Wing, mm-hmm. you know, you can't have ships you know, collide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's def- not in the rules. In this? Oh, yeah, totally on. Yeah. Dragons, like, smashing into each other and clawing and biting. And, yeah. Oh, man, that's you know, so it's, awesome. it's game on when you collide. <laughs> um, now, one thing that you didn't mention that I really like is when you use a breath weapon, there is a count counter cycle that they can't use it again for. Yeah. You know, we that see that sense. in role-playing. Mm-hmm. And so I really like that they put that in there. So, you know, if you... If a dragon uses its breath weapon, it has to wait so many turns before it can use it again. Yeah. Right. So it really levels out that playing field because that's one of my biggest concerns when I unbox this. Is like, so is my the red dragon just gonna like toast the field? It's gonna be one you know breath mm-hmm. weapon after breath weapon. Why do I need spells? Yeah. But no, it's not. You have to wait so many turns, yeah. which is really cool. The spells are amazing. You know, it's really it changes up things, so I, I'm excited. I want to play it so bad, but you just have hogged it all. So well, we can do it. We can play it. Gosh. Okay. So uh, we got a lot of really cool, exciting stuff. Um, we did do a small uh, Thursday show. We did try to record one for la- this last Monday, but uh, there's some technical issues yeah. because there was some problems. Well, we're using an audio software program we haven't used in a lot of years. And some of us are a lot louder than others. And some um, of us are working on being louder. And some louder. of us are working. Well, not only that, but the other thing is we had uh, some de- we had some foam devices that went over the mic to kind of kill the background noise because yeah. previously we had a lot of background noise. We were trying to limit that. Well, that also hampered Zakora's voice even more. So as uh, hopefully you guys can hear all of us really well tonight because we've taken those off. We don't need them. We've got a much quieter. I'm space. trying really hard, guys. Yeah, we'd actually <laughs> like to. We'd like to hear from you if you want to go to the website and hit the contact us and let us know if you can hear us well tonight, especially Zakora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, that's uh, facebook.com slash dungeoncrawlerradio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or Twitter is dcr underscore show. Hit us up. Let us know yeah. how we sound. So really quickly, I want to play a drop, and then we'll talk a little bit more, and we'll wrap the show up. So one moment, and we'll be back. Join us in Provo, Utah, between February 12th through the 14th for Life, the Universe, and Everything, a three-day academic symposium on all aspects of science fiction and fantasy. LTUE is a gathering place for fans and creative professionals to hang out and share their love of all things fantastical. Buy your membership before January 1st for $45, after January 1st for $55. You must book your hotel room before January 21st. Come meet industry pros, hone your craft, and take your art to the next level at Life, the Universe, and Everything. For more information on the symposium, visit LTUE.net.
All right. That's right. Life, the universe, and everything will be there. Oh, man. I'm so uh, excited. So oh, we'll be talking about that. I love going to LCUE every year. Oh, yeah. It, like, it's, every, every year that we have gone. Well, and this, year's gonna, this year is going to be a little bit different. Uh, in years past, we've set up a table. We've done. We've tried recording interviews while we're there. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be on panels, uh, which we have been on panels, but hopefully we're on a lot more panels than we have because yeah. we've really cool. stressed that. Uh, and... Uh, we're going to be sitting in on panels because there's some stuff that we want to do, which is going to help you guys. Yeah. Um, and then we're probably going to bring the uh, video equipment. It's a lot lighter, easier to carry around, and we'll probably, if we if we can, we'll probably do some video interviews. Do some, do some video oh, interviews, get yeah. them out of the website, yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, you can also sign up if you're going to go to LTUE. You can sign up to the charity magic draft event that's going to be happening with. Uh, a lot of really big name celebrities True. than myself mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, I think they put me as a footnote on the bottom of the last page. Ah, like, and this, this weird Drew guy is going to be here. And so. <laughs> well, um, and, and this ma- this magic draft, Brandon Sanderson has done it all the time. So I think Drew's underplaying his credibility card here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're putting you in with the likes of Brandon Sanderson. Well, That's just, pretty awesome. Just just come and uh, whoop my butt in a magic draft. That's all I know so far. Put him in his place, guys. Yeah, it's it's going to be a charity <laughs> event, so proceeds are going to go to charity. Um I suck at magic, but I love to draft, so that's kind of uh, where we're at with that. Mm-hmm. So, But we'll be on panels. Uh, come find us. If you're going to go to LTUE, come find us. We'll hang out. We'll give you a high five or a hug or both. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe yep. at the same time. Uh, maybe we'll have a pin to give you. Um, and, you know, there's always lots of fun things happening at those conventions. So oh, yeah. Maybe we can game together, too. Well, and not only that... Um for those of you that are interested, FanX is at the end of this month. Oh, my They've gosh, made some guys. huge announcements. I mean, Today, Matt Smith I almost and Karen Gillan I really, are coming to FanX. I thought I was going to pass our, out today. I, I couldn't Facebook breathe. Twitter, our Facebook page went from <laughs> Radio to Swoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've made some calls. I've made. I've, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully we get um, some awesome interviews. I hope so. Uh, Me too. Hey, let's let's pimp us, <laughs> pimp us a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. If you want to know about the events that Dungeon Crawlers Radio is going to be participating in, just go to the website um, on the events page. I've got some stuff up now, so you yeah. can actually see the today. you can see the link to the website for Fanex uh, Salt Lake Comic Con Fanex two, 2015. You can see the link to LTUE. Uh, LTUE is really cool. They're kind of keeping parts of their website closed until they make the announcement, then they're opening it up. So some of the event stuff at their site won't open until they make the announcement. Yeah. And, ah. Um, so what? Yeah. That so explains just, that. Uh, the website is a living thing, and it's only going to grow and get bigger and better. Yeah. And I just want to say props and thank you to everyone. Uh, last week, Drew kind of threw down the gauntlet. He, he told our fans, "We want to hear from you," mm-hmm. and we've gotten a response. And I just want to say for everyone that wrote in, good or bad, thank you for those responses. We really appreciate it. This is something that we, you know, especially Joe and I, have wanted for a long time. Good, solid feedback. You know, and we understand there are things you hate, there's things you like, and not everyone likes the same things as everyone else. So we appreciate the feedback. We're going to be, actually as a team, we're going to be going over that and, and taking a good, solid look at it. And for those of you that haven't, you know, please send in your feedback. This has been really helpful. We've seen a lot, and this mm-hmm. has been really good for us because we really want to push a good, solid show for you guys mm-hmm. uh, this yeah, year for 2015. We can't make it better without you. No, no, we can't at all. Even though there is no you in better. No. 
<laughs> but it is in there because better has to have you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have no clue where no. you're going with that, but no. all right, awesome. Thank Thanks uh, for taking the time, sending us yeah, emails. It's awesome. Taking, it's great. Yeah. We got we got a lot of positive. We got a lot of negative. We also got just a lot of random suggestions like, hey, I'd like to see this or yeah. I'd like to see that. So if you have any of that, if you want, it, as long as it's constructive, obviously, but if, if you want to tell us what you like the best about the show or what really kind of irks you at the show or you have ideas for segments, uh, just go to DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Go to Contact Us. Our email address, which is info at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com, is there. Or you can use our contact form and you can drop us a line. And uh, just give us uh, your feedback so that we can just keep making the show better uh, and make sure that we're keeping it geared towards you, our beloved listeners. Yeah, and Yay. if there's something we're not doing on the show that you'd like to, you know, don't be afraid to suggest I'll breakdance anytime. Yeah, I mean, oh. don't really, don't be afraid to suggest it. Throw it out there. Pop you know, in luck. We'll see if we can do it. I mean, r- really, we, we will. Uh, if you want me to great... cosplay? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm always throw trying that to get Danny. I know, I know, I know, I know. You're trying to cosplay. <laughs> you can cosplay any show. You just come yeah. dressed up. And cosplay we'll talk about and break right. dancing. Oh my gosh! All right, and now, so we will. Uh, you know, Gamer Forge. The show is almost over. We're only going to be doing an hour-long show. That's something that we did announce that we're doing this year. Uh, hour-long shows, but we're doing two shows a week. So you get. The Gamer Forge, Geek News, whatever where else we're doing on Mondays. So yep. tune in Monday night at six o'clock, same time, doing an hour show. We'll have your Gamer Forges there. So you won't be hearing those tonight, but thank you for everyone that's emailed in Gamer Forge. Absolutely. Holy crap. Dude, there was like excited. ten or eleven Gamer Forge. Uh, the Gamer Forge yeah, emails exploded. Yeah, and look forward to the look forward to the write ups coming back. You'll yep. be getting Woo! some you'll yeah. be getting the humor and some Sometimes funny captions with pictures. I am, a guy <laughs> named Joey Bojangles. I, I, I am tried. super excited for that. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I try yeah, to I, be funny. I really that. love doing Gamer Forge. I really enjoy it, even though sometimes I know I'm a noob as far as D&D goes. Mm-hmm. I... But- no, I love that's it. A that's okay. That's a valuable, yeah. very valid perspective for us because the three of us are, you know, we played. We played for years. Yeah. Some of and us so, are more jaded, I guess, yeah. at times. Yeah. Well, I just think I, it pulls back a different perspective because there are some things that we're looking at, but we're not looking at it from that first-time view because mm-hmm. we played it so much. So it's really refreshing, or refreshing, excuse me, because there's a lot of people out there that are listening to the show that are in that place. They are the first-time gamer. They yeah. are the. This is the first time they've sat at a table because someone suggested it. Yeah. And so they can relate to you, and that, I think that helps us out a lot. Uh, let alone the the female listeners, you know. Woo-hoo, For those female powers. listeners out yeah. there that listen to us, yeah, we you know, never, thank we you. Never, yeah, absolutely, thank you. We never ever forgot you. We really yeah. didn't. You're like you were with us <laughs> right from the start, and we love having you still still here. It's I just I, I get how I guess the landscape, the geek landscape, has sort of changed over this past year mm-hmm. with certain events that I won't go into. No, that you're no, it, Ooh, I really think wow. you know. No, I really, I really. all fired up tonight. He is. This is just one thing. I, being a geek doesn't. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Yep. Yeah. And it, you know, wave your geek flag proudly. That, yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I don't care if you're a jock, a full-blooded geek. Uh, you know, you've hidden in the closet all these years, hiding the fact that you love D and D. You love to dress up in cosplay. Whatever. <laughs> We're all. Fellow geeks, and there's no reason to hide it's that. It's way more fun. It is. It is. Yeah. And there's no reason that anyone should put you down. I, 
people that are putting people down for what they really geek out about, that, that frustrates me. You know, just unfortunately, that is their perspective. That's their belief. I just say, you know, tip my hat to them. That's awesome. That's your belief. I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's really how we should view that's right. that. Just Enjoy being yourself. Geek up, man. Yeah. Yep. Geek up. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to our, to our lady listeners, and we actually got some really good feedback too. Just a, um, some some appreciation uh, from Thank some you. from lady gamers that really enjoy it and who really enjoy Zakora. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we've never left. We haven't forgot about you. But uh, we had a little Facebook chat uh, Facebook chat today, and uh, I could just feel. Zakora getting so excited about some <laughs> ideas that we have. So, yes. um, you sure that wasn't the Matt Smith? Well, I'm sure. <laughs> a I'm little, sure bit, like, a little was, bit might have been making through. There was some quiverings of Matt Smith, <laughs> but it was also like I'm going to embrace this woman gamer for everyone else who's listening. Yeah. So, I mean, I literally, see, I live on the other side of the lake from her. I swear, I could hear her go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it went into supersonic it's, and it's across like a the lake. Tsunami that came across yeah. the lake. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah. we don't got a lot of time left, no. but I just want to say, you know, thank you. Next week we have a great uh, guest coming on the show, uh, an author that we brought back many times, huge friend of the show. We love him. Michael Brent Collins <gasps> is coming yeah. on the show. I can't guarantee that there will be no talks of golden babies. Golden babies. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. But so. with that said, uh, great guy, really good Absolutely. guy. And, again, I mentioned this last week, this guy – has not gone the tradi- the traditional route of getting published. And he writes horror, but he does write other stuff. But Stephen King himself has said this guy is amazing. I'm pretty bummed I mean, out that I'm not going to be here. Yeah. That, that, well, My sister's yeah. getting married, so you gotta I'm going to be, be gone. Yeah, it's okay. That's but, all right. but you'll be back for next, the week I after know. that. Because we'll have the Yuki guys in. Yay! And we're giving them the whole show. Yeah. Wow! I know. Oh my gosh. So... Uh, with party. that said, we got 60 seconds left. So yeah, uh, so we want to make sure that you hit up DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Check out the new content there. There's some new articles, uh, guest content from uh, our buddy Alan Barr over at Gallant Night Games uh, with the best games of 2014, right? Yep. There was actually an RPG yeah. that dethroned D&D 5th Edition for the best RPG in his eyes. Oh, nice. Um, wow. But Check us out there, um, and then make sure you tune in Monday, uh, also at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, you can just go to Blog Talk Radio and, and get the link and listen to us on Monday, and that will be specifically Gamer Forge, some feedback stuff, and uh, just yeah. some general awesomeness on Monday. Again, an hour long. We've heard you, and we're uh, we're doing what you want us to do. And, and check out our website. You're going to see a lot more articles flying out. There yeah. was a recent one that I wrote up of uh, why Batman's our favorite superhero. So yeah. well, you're, we're going to you're going to start seeing a lot stuff like that. So we're out of here. That's right. Well, good. Until next time, good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please get more from your games.